Hey, hey guys. guys, welcome to She's Me. We're your hosts, Mary and Kita. Hey Mary. Hey Kita. How's it going? Good. How was your week? It was good. I finally submitted all of my paperwork for school. Great. So I'm just waiting for an answer. We're going to the same school, guys. Yes, we are. Well, eventually, but we're manifesting for We're manifesting. Yeah. I finally got admitted. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Well, I can't wait to say congratulations to you, too. Fingers crossed, man. I'm hoping to find out in the next couple of weeks if I've gotten in or not. You definitely will. You're a smart ass. <laughs> you know, we say that I'm a smart ass. We say all that. But, dude, schools have high standards. Like, I feel like schools have higher standards than most people. It's just like a relationship. Y'all better have high standards, too. True. If schools have high standards, why can't you? Yeah, that's true. How was your week? It's been good. I was watching Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. my boyfriend, and it- you third wheeling. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but since we've already mentioned the topic of relationships and your boyfriend, I think this is a good jump into our topic of the week relationships. Yeah, we're going to start off relationship series, guys. This will be our part one. Yeah, we're going to do a two-part series on relationships. We're going to talk about kind of expect basically that we're going to talk about advice or Mm -hmm. the journeys that we're going through or like any woman out there that may have or may not have the same similar situations, but just know you're not alone. And maybe this will be a fun little stories that you guys can hear. Yeah. And just got to put a disclaimer. If you hear the clacking, that's my dog. (laughs) Her name's Nadi. Yeah, she lives here, y'all. So you will hear her in the background of maybe all of our podcasts. (laughs) So I'm very sorry. Don't be sorry. Just know there's a dog in this room. She's very loved. Yes, she is. The most spoiled dog I've ever known. Facts. <laughs> so, how is it like being single? Um, It's good. It's different, but it's good. Um, Do I you mean, prefer it? I think for right now, I prefer it. And why is that? Um, because I feel like this is because I just had a rough go at relationships and trying to come out of a relationship on the other end, being a good person takes a lot. So I'm currently in the middle of doing some self-healing and I'm currently in the middle of making myself a better partner for my future partner. And that's amazing. Actually, that's a really good phrase that you were saying right now. Anybody that goes into a relationship should be healed. And I would like to say, and that is how you flourish into a relationship. Relationships, I would like to say that they should just be a bonus in your life where you know you're healed and you're happy and you just have another companion that's Mm -hmm. there to give you more happiness. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, healing is such an important part. And I don't think that I am completely healed enough to jump into a relationship. But enough about me for right now. 
<laughs> I feel like this is something that we can revisit in part two. Um, but let's talk about you. You are no longer single, and you actually haven't been for a while. I haven't been, honestly. How was that? Um, Definitely a huge change, mm-hmm. just because I was living by myself for quite some time, for a couple of years, where also I'm I'm not around family or anything like that. I really, really was an isolated person where, you know, everything I did, it was for myself. And then, you know, getting into a relationship where I knew it was going to be work, Mm -hmm. I almost dreaded it. For real? In the beginning, in the beginning. Um, Only because I think I've always been in a relationship and it was my first time being single for quite some time. And I really liked it. I loved it. I loved living by myself, having my own peace, my own, you know, sanctuary, mm-hmm. and nobody there to ruin anything mentally, physically, and I think it was a really good part in my life as well. Um, this relationship was very unexpected, but I think that's where the best things do happen. In the unexpected? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, I love being in a relationship, and specifically with this one. <laughs> You can't see this, but I just made a stank face at Mary. Um, if you guys haven't already deduced, she's dating my brother. She gets the ick, guys. I get the ick, bro. But it's okay. She gets the ick with any lovey-dovey things. It's true. But you know what? Like, being a someone who is on the outside looking in, seeing my brother in this relationship and seeing how he is doing things for you that he's never done for anyone. Mm. No, I'm like dead ass. Like he's never done some of the shit that he has done for you for anyone. Actually, all of the stuff that he's done for you, he's not done for anyone of his past girlfriends. And it's raising the standard for me. Great. That needs to, you know what? And there's a reason why. It's also because I put standards. I put him in a pedestal as well. And you know what? Any man, any man that really wants a relationship to work out and any man that wants you will do it for you. Yeah. No questions asked. Would you say that this is the healthiest relationship that you've been in? 100%. Yeah. That's for sure. I think there's just, there's no perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not saying he's a perfect person. I don't think there's a perfect person in this world alive right now. Mm-hmm. But I would like to say two people that really want to be together will make it happen. And you can go through the most toxic things, which I will never, ever, ever advertise to be in. Mm-hmm. But when you know, you know. If it's like the right person, you will definitely try your hardest to be a healthy person for that. Yeah, uh, Your significant other. That's good mm-hmm. because not a lot of people, I think, realize that. No. And honestly, I think I've been in situations or experiences where I probably wasn't the best person for that other person, right? Yeah. But that also means we weren't meant to be. And there's mm-hmm. a reason for that. And I always trust the universe to put me in a place where it belongs to me. Yeah. And it did. So, like, for you to get healthy, you got to put healthy. Exactly. You have to focus on yourself at the end of the day. Self-love is going to be the best love ever. Mm -hmm. And other people will eventually see that. 
if yeah. you love yourself so much and doing everything possible for yourself, anybody and everybody will see in that room mm -hmm. and anybody will get attracted to that, you know? So, and I think that's kind of what happened with both of us. You know, he was doing really well. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Oh God. <laughs> we, All right. We both have a mutual friend and this friend of his actually posted in his story that <laughs> Yeah, okay. He has a 4.0 GPA. <laughs> and you know what? I don't care. You know what? I see a lot of, you know, good-looking people, good-looking men. Flashy people? Flashy people, good-looking men. I'm surrounded by that all the time. I mean, I'm not saying all the time, but, you know, it's a very, it's a huge world. Mm -hmm. So let's be real. There's a lot of good-looking men out there, but I think that 4.0 GPA is what sold me. <laughs> That 4.0 GPA, were you talking about it when Josh was getting his master's? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was so attractive mm -hmm. because also, obviously, he is so cute, so handsome. So I was like, <sighs> yeah, let, that's a different story. But the 4.0 GPA is what made him, yeah. what, ma what made me add him on Instagram. <laughs> because he had, like, I know he's my brother, so I'm going to say this. If this yeah. gives someone else the ache, whatever, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know my brother's attractive. But it's the fact that he's, like, attractive and he's smart. smart. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's that really, like, reeled me in. So what I did was I added him on Instagram. But that was me shooting my shot. That's the most I will ever do. And usually I never add people like that either. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that was the thing. And <laughs> next thing you know, a few days later, it was him actually messaging me. And... He explained to me how it took him actually three days to think about messaging me. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? And what so, <laughs> and I'm sure it's because also I was, you know, I was in a really good state in my mind as well. I was single, happily living, didn't care about anything but myself at that moment. And I'm mm -hmm. sure that's what attracted him as well. Yeah. Um, you guys were both like mentally in a good spot. Yeah. 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 And then actually when we ended up know getting together he asked me on a date and he's so funny he oh my god <laughs> sorry I'm gonna interrupt you but please tell them about that date the one where <laughs> you know which date I'm talking about which one LA tell, tell oh. them about that date tell them about that date that was because actually our when, third date yeah I know because when I found out about that I was <laughs> like bruh my standards have risen because if my own brother can do that and I knowing my brother at that stage was broke, just kidding. But like, I mean, he had his, he had his own money, but like he was also fresh out of school. I think, yeah. right? Like he was still fresh out of school. No, actually he was still in school. Was he still in school? Like he was, he was still doing his master's. Oh, okay. At that moment. But damn, like shit, tell them, tell them about that. Well, on our first date, he tried to, um, well, he did ask me on a date in the beginning on our first date. And then eventually he asked me to go to a club mm -hmm. randomly before our date. And I said, no. <laughs> I remember you telling me this. I did not want to go to a damn club if you've already asked me on a date. Like, no, I'm sorry. I already have standards. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, he's trying to skimp me. And I was not falling for it, so I told him no. And I think that's what made him actually want to meet me first. Like, mm -hmm. eventually, we did go on our first date, which was so much fun. We just connected and everything. And then, yada, yada, we ended up going on a couple dates. And then on 
that that was actually our third date the one that you're talking about for LA yeah. so <laughs> third date dude this is actually crazy um I was actually working the night before I went to LA and he already told me he was going to LA with his few friends and I was like oh cool like you know you guys have fun it was for a birthday so I was like yeah you guys have fun and he was already telling me that they're gonna be getting you know like these cars like these hotels and Airbnbs like it sounded so much fun Mm -hmm. and then eventually I was actually leaving for work I ended up going to a bar I ended up meeting a friend and she was actually bartending and at that time I was already drinking and the whole time I was texting your brother and he's like yeah I'm out here in LA like you know I'm having sort of kind of fun and I was like oh that's cool and he's like yeah you want to come to LA and I was like what my god and you know as a girl mind you I was just like nobody just flies you out just like that right I mean there are people that will do that but a sugar daddy a sugar daddy so I was like oh is this gonna be my new sugar daddy (laughs) no I'm just joking not really but (laughs) bitch okay I'm sorry keep going so he was texting me saying like yeah let me fly you out to LA and like you know I'm already drinking so I was like yeah I was like I'm down (laughs) guys mind you I had work the next day it was horrible because I actually had to work five days in a row after this night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm down. And I was bullshitting because I knew I had to work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just trying to entertain him. I didn't think he was going to buy me any tickets. And mind you, he was already in LA at this time. Mm-hmm. So then he started asking me for my birthday, you know, like my whole information, the whole yards. And I eventually down the line I was at I was telling my best friend I was like hey like I think this guy's being serious like he wants me to go to LA Mm -hmm. and she said bitch why are you not taking it and I'm like bitch because it's 11 (laughs) o'clock I have work in the morning like are you joking and I have work like five for five days Mm -hmm. like how am I gonna do this I haven't even like requested anything off and she's like who cares like are you serious like who when will you ever get the chance that somebody's going to fly you out? Yeah. Dude, whenever somebody says, fuck it, that that thing in my head, I'm just like. It triggers you. It triggers me. And I said, fuck it. <laughs> and next thing you know, I got a confirmation email from your brother that he bought me a ticket. Bitch, and guess what? You got on that plane. I got on that plane at 5 a.m. Oh, my God. Without even calling off work yet. No call-offs yet. And I was already on that plane. Bro, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So, eventually, I was in L.A. Literally Mm. in a few hours. From 11 to 5 o'clock. I didn't even have any clothes ready whatsoever. I just went. Yeah, so I ended up going and... No clothes, nothing? Dude, nothing. I just had to basically pack whatever I already had. And I did not give a F about that. I just went. And yeah, so when I went to LA, I ended up calling off work while I was in a Porsche. Bruh, see, okay. I knew some of the stuff. Like, I knew that he flew around to LA and all that stuff. But, bro, when I found out, you know what I found out? I found out last year. Barely? Barely. Wow. So I found out 
last year? No, the year before. Uh huh. One of those days. One of those days. Uh, one of those years. Was it that the year before? I don't freaking know. I think it was last year. It was like early last year or mid last year. And I was at work. This is when I was working night shift. It was last year. And um, I looked at my coworkers and I was like, y'all. And they're like, what? And I was like, my brother. Tell me why I just found out my brother did this. <laughs> and they just were like, oh, my God. And I'm like, my standards have risen. <laughs> they have risen. Because if my brother can do it. Your bitch ass can do it. Dude, tell me why, like, when he actually flew me out to L.A., mm-hmm. this whole time I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's definitely, like, he's done this before. He's definitely flown out other girls before. And he's never had. Never has. So, like, the fact that, like, you know, I was getting flown out and I only had a couple hours to think about while being tipsy and all this, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a, a mindset where I am processing this. I was yeah. just, like on the go and also in LA it was like some crazy things that happened that I I think I legally cannot talk about on this podcast yeah but yeah like it was so crazy and I was just like oh my god yeah like he's a party animal like you know because we had so much fun Mm -hmm. but I was like yeah he's probably like a party animal he like he's just bringing these girls out like this and this and it was so funny because after LA I had a conversation with him I'm like so do you like just fly out random girls <laughs> to other cities or mm-hmm. what? Like, what is this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And yeah, and he told me he's like, he's never flown out other girls. Mm-mm. He doesn't ask girls out on a date like that, or at least for from our first date, which was pretty, it was a really great dinner. Like, you mm. know, like the proper romantic type of like wooing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love that because I'm such a like feminine girl that I think I just love dates I like cute shit like that you're like a feminist yeah or like yeah like yeah. you know like you like rom- romance yeah. I like romance and but at the same time I like party I like to party and it was just it was a he, scene out of a movie because yeah. that's what it sounds like to me yeah and like the fact that he is both you know and like I think that's exactly what I look for because I think prior to that my he's like a mullet business in the front party in the back (laughs) I'm sorry I couldn't help myself Miley's dad (laughs) Billy Ray Cyrus I'm sorry I couldn't help myself oh my god speaking of dude like why is he literally dating that girl Ooh. You don't know who he's dating? Listen. Dude, he's dating um Is he Miley. dating some like teenager? Yes, pretty much she's the same age as Miley, I believe so. And Ooh. I think they work together on Hannah Montana. That's a little much, man. I think, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know, she's somewhere in Disney. But all I know is that Miley knew this girl and Billy Ray Cyrus knew this girl when she was little. Ooh. Ick. Ick. That. Oh, it is an ick. Such an ick. And that's kind of like low-key toxic. Dude, imagine if you were married with somebody. Like, imagine Miley's mom and mm-hmm. Billy Ray. Just an example. If you've been married for a really long time, and then you got divorced, and then he just goes with somebody so much younger than you. Yeah, it makes you feel weird. Don't you think you're not their type this whole time? Yeah. That's weird. That is so weird. This is why you need to start... 
actually be picky about the people that you guys date please literally be picky and like just be picky man because you don't know what you're gonna end up with no that's so weird Mm -hmm. so yeah what do you like about being single um I enjoy my independence. Like, I know that's so redundant. (laughs) It's so cliche. But I really do enjoy being single. And I enjoy, like, working on myself and trying to figure out me. Because for such a long time, I didn't know who me was. But now she's me. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, honestly, I didn't know who she, like, I was because I dealt with such a all-consuming relationship that was borderline toxic. I mean, not even borderline. It was just toxic. Do you want to define what toxic is? For me, um, this was toxic. Like, I will tell you what this relationship was defined as toxic. So... I knew this guy when I was very, very young, um, and he was a very big part of my childhood, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. I mean, I was a child, so yes, my childhood, my teenagehood. Kind of my... like your high school sweetheart type of thing. Bruh, I met him when I was in middle school. Oh, my God. So, like, I was and at the most- how in... old are you? I am going to be 29. Got it. So- um toxic in the sense where if we got into a fight it was like everything was off like nothing was off limits like he would have attacked any and every single part of me that was like that I don't know that was just like I don't even know what the word is but it was just a sensitive subject like whatever he would attack he was he would go he's attacking you for every little topic that you guys would ever have yeah Hmm. and you know what like I can't even just say it was one-sided because mm -hmm. just as bad as he was for me I was for him and what was your journey like trying to heal from that it was hard because um I think I've healed though like side note because I remember when I was healing Mm -hmm. and getting off track and also not healing I would cry about it whenever I talked to somebody because it was that damaging um but it's a lot better like I'm I know this this is taking like a dark turn from what we, we were just to. talking about. I know, but like, let's talk about it because there's so many other women who go through shit like this and they don't talk about it. Do you define him as narcissistic? I think so. If you define him as a narcissistic person, I think they're like the worst people to actually date only because no matter what you do, what you say even if they're in the wrong, it somehow falls back into you. They know how to gaslight. Yeah. And that's crazy. But it just sucks because, like, it's one thing when you're an adult and you know it, but I was a kid. Yeah. Were you guys in the same age? Yeah. Okay. So I remember um, 
So backstory, like me and this guy, we were actually friends before anything. And I think that's what makes it 10 times worse is like when he's your best friend Mm -hmm. and you tell him everything and your kids. So you don't have like that differentiating factor of like, oh, he's a guy. I probably shouldn't be telling him everything. Like I should be saving some shit for my girlfriends. That didn't apply. But like I liked his cousin. (laughs) I liked his cousin. And you know what? keep it within the family. I know, bitch, right? But like. (laughs) His cousin liked me, oh, and he crazy. got in the middle. Like, my friend got in the middle. Yeah. And when I say in the middle, like, I legit mean in the middle. Like, he would do everything to get in the way of it or just, like, not let anything happen between me and his cousin. And that's fine. If you're, like, trying to protect me or trying to protect your family, that's fine. But when they got into a fight over me at school – I didn't know about it. I was, like, coming back from class, and, like, usually, like, all three of us just meet in the middle, and we're just, like, chit-chatting, and um, they didn't meet me, and, like, all these people were, like, you know, they just got into a fight over you, blah, 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 and I was, like, what the fuck just happened? But regardless, like, they got into a fight. They chose to get into a fight. I wasn't there, but they were, like, it's your fault. But don't you love being in a love triangle? I made me feel like the main character, but uh, Bro, it just main ruined. character with a lot of trauma. <laughs> Maybe it could be like a Netflix. <laughs> I hope not because it would be a very depressing Netflix, bitch. It'd be like, what, girl, I would cry every day. I've never been but more you're depressed a in my girl, life. bro. We all cry. No, not like this. I will. Let's let's get into it because you know what? The following year, his cousin didn't come back to our school. I know. Um, Went somewhere else. But I remember talking to my friend and him going, yeah, the only reason my cousin liked you is because he wanted to get into your pants. Who says that to an 11-year-old? What? You were 11? Baby, I was 11. I was going on 12 when he told me that. Girl. I was little. When I say I was a child, I literally am telling you I was a child. What? 11 slash 12 year old says that to another 11 slash 12 year old. Well, maybe because he was 11 years old. His... His frontal lobe has it completely developed. But like that's what I'm saying. But so like he's that was up. right. Like that was the beginning of our toxic back and forth. Yeah. Where, you know, we'd be good for a little while and then I would I wouldn't date him. And because I wouldn't date him, it would be like, You're a bitch, you're a problem. This is all your fault. Like, this is the reason why I'm not talking to my cousin. I'm not the reason you're not talking to your cousin. You are the reason you're not talking to your cousin. Yeah. Because y'all decided to let a girl get in between you guys' relationship. Okay, but, like, bias-wise, how would this, like, if for an instance both of them just dropped you, how would you have felt? If both of them liked you. Oh, they did. They did, though. And they both kept crawling back. Oh. It was like whiplash oh. where they would be like, we're not going to talk to you anymore. Six months later, they're both cr- coming crawling back and I didn't do anything. But you know what? At the end of the day, it was never meant to be because how are you even stuck in a love triangle? <laughs> I know. And you know what? I was stuck in that love triangle until I was like 15. 15. 15, 16. And the only reason I know that, I think I was 16 because I was a junior when I was 16 but did this continue on after high school? Yes. Yeah. But not with like the love triangle with me and my friend. Because at some point, I think I got over his cousin. Because yeah. like, you know what? Let's define it. Because what, 
If but I'm, don't don't you want to define this as puppy love? Because some of the times it's like not even just puppy love, but like first love. Like you when think that was first love, like with the with his cousin before it was toxic. But have you had an actual relationship with them where you know you have like settled everything in? Because there's a difference between puppy love and first love. I, for me, thinking about what my 11 year old felt, yeah. 11 year old self felt. For her, this was her first love. Really? I would say so. Because I know what puppy love feels like. I feel like you need to listen to Taylor Swift. I listen to Taylor Swift's <laughs> older albums, not her current ones. You know, you know that song, 15? No. Oh. Okay, after this podcast, I'm going to have to let you listen to it. Okay. And by the way, Swifties were just here over the weekend. Thank it was the so lords crazy. they all left. Dude, it looked like a disease when they were crossing the fucking street. Like, that is so mean. But it, like, there were nah, hordes of them. Hordes. But, like, honestly, we're only talking shit because we're so jealous that we're, we're not here. We're so fucking salty. And we live right by Soldier Field. So. True. <laughs> we were, we have a little jealousy in that. Don't hate us, Swifties. Don't hate us, please don't. But seriously, you need to listen to that song, 15. Yeah. I mean, I will. But, like. You know, I just, I just, it was just, I knew what I felt, so I would not define it as puppy love. But regardless, all I know is that I didn't deserve that. And I finally cut my friend out when I was like 22. And it took, like, that's, what is that, 11 years? Yeah. 11 years of a toxic relationship going back and forth and you know what those 11 years did a lot of damage uh, because for the longest time I believed them Mm. I literally believed that I was the problem and it was my fault and like I would cry all the time and when I say like I would cry like I would not get sleep at night because I would stay up crying and literally begging God, like, why was he doing this to me? Girl, but that's what's crazy is that I know all these girls, I myself probably have gone through the exact Mm -hmm. same thing. So do you think this past six, seven years, I know you said you have healed, but have you actually healed? What have you done to heal yourself out of that situation? Therapy. Oh, great. But no, but like, no, there's some broke bitches here like me that cannot afford therapy. True. Um, so like, honestly, if I'm talking about like healing my, it was cutting him off from me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Like we did this whole back and forth thing where it was like six months on six months off. And it, it went on for the past 11 years. Think how tiring that is. Right. And Finally, when I was 22, I put my foot down and I said, no more. Good. As you should. And in your late 20s, all I'm saying is that you should not be wasting your time mm-hmm. on any man that does not keep you in a pedestal or he does. Like, honestly, I just feel like in your 20s, this is the time that all the broke people, all broke college students, yeah, they're all coming out. And it's just like, we can't really put ourselves in a situation where we know we are going to be in a great relationship because everybody's trying to figure things out and you know if you've gone through that much struggle within that time frame and you never had you know I guess both of you not having 
uh, closure or like what you guys actually want out of things. Mm -hmm. It just, it was never meant to work out. No, and I totally agree. I don't think, and like, you know what? I'm not asking him for closure because I don't think I ever got like quote unquote official. Right. Like, I don't need it. It's just after I cut him off, um, that six month cycle tried to repeat itself and I didn't give in. But yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's the point right now that it's just it's a good thing you didn't give in. Right. And it was like the first step to healing. So like if you are in a toxic relationship, your first step is to choose yourself because I didn't choose myself for so long. I chose him. And then finally, I was like, I have to choose me or else like I'm going to lose me. And what have you accomplished all those years after? I've literally found parts of me that I forgot existed. Yeah? Yeah. But isn't that a good thing? It is such a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a great feeling when, you know, you start feeling like a different person and you didn't think you were ever going to be this person just Mm -hmm. because you were so into this significant other that you do have that you lose sight of yourself and what your journey would be. And you know what? Like... I'm going to bring up another ex, but, um, damn, bro. <laughs> uh, I, while I was doing, while I was going through this, this whole 11 year debacle, I had another relationship outside of that. And you know what? To him, if he ever hears this, I'm sorry for being like a bitch to you during our relationship because I was a bitch. And, um, you know, he met me like, outside of that relationship, outside of that 11-year period after I cut it off. And he was like, damn, you're so happy now. Like, isn't that wild? It is. Like, so he knew and he dated me when I was very upset and, like, not myself Mm -hmm. and very in a dark place. And then he met me when I was healing and getting to a better spot. And he noticed how much lighter I was. That's amazing. Yeah. And honestly, when you think there's a, it's so much darkness and everything, there's always that light under the tunnel mm-hmm. that you just got to keep going. So you eventually see that brightness. And like I said, everybody sees it. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody gets attracted to. Yeah. But you know, have you ever noticed when like the happiest people are actually the saddest people? Mm-hmm. I would hope that anybody that goes through it isn't just putting a a, like a facade yeah like a show because what you show other people will always always attract right Mm -hmm. but it also sucks when you get into a relationship and it was just all a show it was just to attract the those people yeah so healing is actually a really huge journey And I would like to say, even myself, where I can be a little sad here and there, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it was a show either, but I think it was a journey. Yeah. But honestly, everybody just has to find their own healing journey and be open about it. Yeah. Because not when you're not open about things, it eats you up alive and you kind of resent yourself in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think saying things out loud, like how you're doing it, it's amazing. Yeah. The reason I say that is because you're taking accountability, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's like accountability and like knowing that even though th- 
like the other person was toxic, you were toxic too. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people don't completely heal because they're always just blaming that one person and they don't also see like, yeah, I did a few things wrong too. Like you need to acknowledge your wrongdoings as well to heal. But learn how to accept what is and Mm -hmm. what could have been. Yeah. And I think that really is a secret to anything, to all this relationships that you guys have. It's what you should never think about what could have been. It's Mm -hmm. what it is, what is now. Yeah. So if you guys are going to take away anything from this podcast, one, definitely have high standards. And two, if you are going through some healing from a toxic relationship, definitely understand that it's not linear. Never. It's got its ups and its downs. That's for sure. And heal on your own time. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. See? Bye. Bye.